Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. When you burp it up and you like have that sort of acid reflux, it's kind of like it's cold burp goop that's like, ooh, you get to like enjoy the ice cream twice. <laughs> What? Does that make like so like when you burp it up, it's like comes back. Stop! And- stop! <laughs> stop! That's ridiculous. I know. It's episode seventy-eight of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is a. What a look live with Kate Galliette and Charles People Mayfield. People don't know what that means. Look live. Sorry. We record with Kate Galliette and Charles Mayfield. I recorded with them in person at Paleo FX Expo. We had about a 30 minute conversation. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment. It's a Mother's Day edition with my mom, Melissa. Ah. And we're up with our Simply Human Tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um,. If you're wondering why I'm laughing so hard, wait to the end of the show and the end. Remember, and I'm going to play the audio of why <laughs> of why I was laughing. Um, speaking of paleo effects, I want to mention this really quick because we're doing sort of a giveaway uh, deal. Um, it, people that have listened to the show, in particular, episode 39 with Kelly Starrett, Doctor Kelly Starrett. Uh, mobility. I know he was a doctor. Yes, he's a physical oh. therapist. Um, wow. Becoming a Supple Leopard is one of my favorite books. I use it all the time. I got, uh, I had the privilege of meeting Glenn Cordoza's wife at Paleo FX. And Glenn Cordoza, if you look at Becoming a Supple Leopard, it says, you know, Dr. Kelly Starrett with Glenn Cordoza. He also, same sort of role with Brian McKenzie's CrossFit Endurance book. You know, with Glenn Cordoza, he's a mixed martial artist. Uh, he's a great athlete, but he's also got some a background in writing. And so, but basically, like Starrett, like sends him all the stuff. Here's here's the content, and then Glenn actually kind of goes through and actually actually writes the book. And so, I didn't realize that you know Katie Cordoza is a friend of Sarah Fergoso's. Uh, all the, you know, they're sort of all sort of intertwined. All these relationships, and so. Long story short, she sent me a pre-release. It doesn't come out until the 19th, so it's five days away as, at the time of this uh, release that you still have a chance uh, to pre-order a copy. But she, Katie actually let me have two extra copies, right? So anybody that retweets the link, if you go to my Twitter feed and anything about Becoming a Supple Leopard or hashtag B-A-S-L, Becoming a Supple Leopard, or are we sure that doesn't mean something else? I, I checked, and, and actually, if you if you search for that, it is the becoming a supple leopard stuff. Okay, I did check. It's not FBGM. FBGM. Get money. Just my motto. And then, or if you buy a simply human reset, if you the first person that buys a reset gets the free book, or anybody that retweets or shares the Facebook post, yeah, some kind of social media share. Yeah, gets uh is it gets entered into a drawing. Right now, I think there's like ten people in the drawing. Okay. Um, and so and you have until the nineteenth to 
Um, and this isn't the original book. This is like a re-release. Oh my gosh. Or... It, yeah, it's just because because I I don't know anything about it. I saw the book on there and I was like, okay, people were commenting on Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love this book. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think this is. I don't think we explained this well enough. There's 80 more pages. There's 50 okay. more like mobility techniques or mobilizations. There's prescriptions in the back. Like if you have a knee problem. You don't have to kind of go through the book and say, okay, I think I'm going to do some of that, and then I'm going to do some of this. It's like, okay, here's the knee pain. Here's four prescriptions that all take between 10 and 15 minutes, and it just like tells you. It's just it's awesome. And I so unless it. your name is Glenn Cordoza, you have not read this book. Right, right. So yeah. this is a new thing. You may have enjoyed becoming a supple leopard before. Well, this is almost like part two yes. like of the book. So. This is a new thing for everyone. There you go. Okay, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on that. So there was that. Okay, so here's what I want to talk to you about. Okay. And it's it's somewhat of a Rick's Cop Corner. We had a lot of bad weather lately. We had, You're uh, really Rick's Cop Cornering my rear end off yeah, lately, aren't you? That's what she said? Um, uh, she might have said that. <laughs> she might have said that. We had a – there's a little town about 35 minutes east of here, Cisco, which you, yes. you know. You've driven through there many times. The home uh, of the Lobos. Yes. Uh, in 2002, they played – or 2003. Three, they were in the uh, state finals against Rosebud Lot in football. Uh, I was there for the final championship game, and little did you know, Mark, and now a friend of mine at my new job, my current job, played in that game for Rosebud really? Lot. So small world. Huh. Hmm. Um, do you remember who the coach of Cisco was? We're just, this is way too boring. Brent West is the coach. <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. We had a tornado. Uh, someone there was a fatality and several injuries. Oh well, I'm you, glad I lightened the mood by talking football beforehand. <laughs> you uh, were in Moore, Oklahoma, and they've had some more tornado issues. If you're not familiar with the city of Moore, it's the town that gets completely destroyed like every few years by tornadoes in the Oklahoma City metro. That's where I used to work before I worked in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, so. In your perspective as a cop, what is it like when when it's like bad weather, severe storms? What is that like for you? Like when I'm while I'm working? Yes, I'm finding shelter. Um, very briefly, not to bring the room down, but we talk a lot in our industry about like officer safety, doing things to maintain your because this can be an inherently dangerous uh, you know profession. Well, as far as I see it, we you know it's far more the, the most dangerous thing that we as police officers are going to do is driving a car. We drive fast sometimes because we have to get to emergency situations, yada, yada. Well, I think we lose far more police officers uh, by car wrecks than we ever do by assaultive offenses. I'm far more likely to get in a catastrophic car accident uh, than I am to get shot or stabbed. Uh, I've been in several car crashes as a policeman. Uh, so, you know, some of my faults of them weren't. But uh, one really, really bad one wasn't my fault. But uh, it's just the nature of what we do. So... When, as that translates to weather, uh, when the weather gets really bad, I'm going to find a parking garage. I'm going to find an overhang. I'm going to find something, and I'm shutting it down except for responding to calls. And a lot of times when the weather gets real bad, that's you know car crashes, stuff like that. So you're just kind of on on your guard a little bit better. But when it's raining real bad, you get you know you can expect a lot of car crashes, and you can expect a lot of like alarms, uh, business so, alarms, and home alarms because you know the weather's going to shake doors. Sometimes it's going to break windows depending on the weather. So, uh, so you know stuff like that, I guess. Do you get any sort of different calls? Like let's say like uh, the morning out of the night, there's a big storm like that morning or something, and you go into that night. Are there you going to a lot of disaster areas? Like how does that work? I've never really done like you know a super disaster. The only 
when I was in Moore, I was fortunate. I worked there for seven years. The only time we ever had a tornado that passed through when I was actually working there was, I think it was 2010, because I was on restricted duty because I had injured my shoulder. I had torn my labrum, and so I wasn't in uniform. I was basically at the front desk, uh, you know, taking walk-ins, people walking in with reports. Well, we had a tornado pass through, but it wasn't through the middle of the city. It was through kind of a rural part of like North Norman, South Moore. Uh, not a lot of houses there and there was a tornado that came through, but, uh, really it was just, you know, trees down and stuff like that. Well, you know, it became kind of a, Hey, we need everybody we can out here type of situation to, you know, control traffic to, you know, get, you know, make sure the roads were closed where they needed to be closed. And, uh, you know, it turns out it was only like a few hours worth of, okay, well, I think we're good. We've moved the trees out of the road and, you know, we can open things back up. But if it's a real bad storm, like, uh, in 2012 and more that, you know, the one that passed through right through the middle of the city, the last really bad one they had, uh, I mean, that can be a weeks long, uh, guys are on 12 hour shifts, no days off, uh, you know, kind of thing where it's just combing through, disaster areas coming through rubble, you know, trying to, you know, go about the process of making sure all the people in the city are accounted for that we don't have missing, you know, people and, you know, things like that. So I'm fortunate enough that I've never had to work through that, but a lot of my friends have had to, especially with this last really bad storm they had a couple of years ago. And so that's basically how it, how it goes. Before I get to my next question, I, uh, I just wanted to, to point out that you pronounced labia wrong a second ago. You said uh, very clever, Mark. You're only the 100,000th person that's made that joke that oh, Bentley tore his labia. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, uh, someone at work made that exact same joke two days ago uh, when I was telling this, uh, a, a sim- you know, how I, t- you know, tore my your, shoulders yeah. up. They're like, oh, don't you mean labia? I'm like, no, 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 no. They don't mean labia. Oh, Le- it's the shoulder. Labrum, different, different thing. I don't have that. <laughs> Very okay. funny. Hilarious. So my, question- all, my, my first name rhymes with a slang term for penis. Get that one, too. Why don't you get that one out of the way, too? They're kind of like the Mr. Rogers neighborhood jokes that I always get. I'm always just like, yeah. Can we can we very move on? very yeah. clever? Can we move on now? I've uh, I've heard that one before. Um, hold on now. I, oh yeah, what length will you go to to rescue like a dog or a cat? Out of what? Like out of rubble or like a like a like if you see a dog like on the highway, will you stop and save a dog? I don't know. I mean, it just kind of depends <laughs> on all the circumstances. If it's on the freeway, no. My priority is human life, obviously. Now, if it's like. You know, I've done this several times. I see, you know, stray dog in the neighborhood, whatever, and it allows me to approach. We have like an, you know, emergency animal shelter. We can drop dogs off, you know, 24-7. So if it's going to, you know, not bite my arm off or gnaw my face off and it's going to come towards me and I can get him in the car, yeah, I'm going to try to take him to the shelter. But I'm not going to like lock my brakes up on the freeway 100 miles an hour like, everyone, everyone stop, everyone halt. Okay, hold on. I'm having an idea here. Don't. I only want you to say yes or no. If the answer is yes, I don't want you to expand on the story. Have you ever killed an animal in your car? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm. I have two. I'm thinking that could be a a humans being human. It's that would probably be pretty good. Humans being human. Oh yeah, about me killing a cat. That's great, man. That's a feel good story of the year, Mark. (laughs) Or maybe I'll tell you the story in like ten seconds. I was going to a car that I recall. At 80 miles an hour, and a cat ran right out in front of my car and uh, on the service road, and I squished it. <laughs> That's the story. Not much I can do about it. Dang it. And, well, you ruined it. Way to go. Like that a, was going to be I, a great human being. Like an aggravated story. assault in progress, yeah. and, you know, 
Cat right. runs right out in front of my car last second. Like, oh, there you go. That, there's your humans being human yeah, story. Perfect. I, I felt terrible. There will be it. no humans being human on the next show. We'll just replay yeah. that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to the uh, look live. Uh, with Okay. Uh, <laughs> stop using that term. No one knows what that means. People who have not worked in television do not know what have that no means. I have no idea what that means. That means basically like a recorded interview that sounds like a live interview, but it's not actually live. That's what this is going to sound. The news tricks you people. It's not always great. Yeah, the news is tricky. And when we that way, and there is uh, when we have our uh, well, I have a story about a look, a look live gone terribly wrong, but it involves someone that I think we're going to have a humans being human topic thing about. <laughs> so I don't want to give it away. Okay, I feel like I know what you're talking yes. about. But go ahead. So uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Simply Human Kids page. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. If you repost or, or share the Facebook post about becoming it cannot a be a like, it has to be a yeah. share. A share We're and trying or, to get the word out to all of yeah. your friends and followers and all of their friends and followers. Yes. The like doesn't do that. A share does. And a retweet. You get entered into the becoming a supple leopard updated and expanded edition. Giveaway. Is there like an Instagram version of the share? Um. I've yeah, but there, you have, I think like you have, a regram. Yeah, or something you have to right have like a separate app for it. It's, it's kind of a. Oh, okay. So, okay, this is just Twitter, just Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Um, we also have T-shirts. Go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com/shop. We have black T-shirts with yellow writing. We have the reset, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I needed you to save me a black shirt because I got some chocolate on my yellow. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there's some pizza stains, and then uh, we we still have the coupon codes for nutrients and skinny fat. And coming soon, it's not official yet, but I think we're gonna start. Uh, having a link to the Pure Vitamin Club, the Vinnie Tortorich uh, multivitamin on the site at, or, as well. So keep, Yeah, we're still working on that. Yeah, That's keep looking, probably coming soon. All right, so here is our interview with Charles Mayfield of Paleo Comfort Foods and Kate Galliette of FitForYourLife.com, live on the Paleo Expo floor. Not live. Not it's live. recorded. This is clearly recorded. All right, here at the Expo at Paleo FX, uh, a couple things. I am... I'm set up in the electrical booth here. Um, I have unplugged certain things that I'm not sure if I was supposed to unplug. People, but people with keys and badges have walked past me, and I've given them the head nod, and they just keep walking. So I think, I think we're good. Um, also, this is the first time I've ever had to like show anyone the behind the scene, like. My podcast production is pretty bush league. It's just this thing. I put a picture on Instagram. I'll hear some more people with badges and, and walkie-talkies. They're just ignoring us. This is good. Okay, this is the, also the very first time in 76 some odd episodes that I have not had to do Skype. I'm just, this is all live. So Kate Galliette, Charles Mayfield are standing right in front of me. This is super exciting. Um, so real quick. Give everyone. Kate obviously is a friend of the show. Before she was a friend of Rob Wolf's show. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put that out there. She was on our show first. We got her. Um, so just quickly, y'all, just kind of say who you are, website stuff like that, what you've done. Uh, so first of all, you have a beard, and you have a y'all thing. So you clearly passed the officially supposed to be here test. So just Charles, you don't have a beard. And I'm not sure if you say y'all, so you maybe are going to get called out here and have to leave this area. 
We'll fight for you, though. We'll just, just ignore him. Just ignore him. Um, so, yeah, so we're at Paleo FX. I'm Kate Galliette and having a phenomenal time connecting with everybody. What did you want me to answer? Oh, just say, like, kind of what you've done here and then, like, yeah, so um, I was thrilled to get the opportunity to present a movement workshop here at Paleo FX. I did a blueprint for building an unbreakable body uh, workshop, which basically was um, an hour-long sprint to the finish of movement and exciting stuff and Kate getting sweaty and talking and having a great time. Um, and then I got to be the lone female on a willpower panel yesterday and uh, go head to head with the likes of Dr. Kirk Parsley, who's a doll and is somebody you should pay attention to, um, and Dan Party and Dave Asprey and Dr. Navarro, who I don't think a lot of people know about yet. Um, he does body.io. I have not really do dove into his stuff yet, but I was very impressed um, talking with him and hearing what he had to say on the willpower power panel. And then I've kind of been sneaking a bunch of samples, both from the speaker's room. So if there's a lot missing from up there, you guys, I'm sorry. Um, and of course, hitting the expo floor for a million delicious bites and drinks. And your website. Oh, yes, my website. Well, yes, that would be nice to tell you where you can find me. Um, I'm at fitforreallife.com, and you may have seen the unbreakablebody.com, which is part of what I talk on Simply Human a bunch about, which we're coming to the end of, and we have to find a way to keep me around because these guys are too... Uh, what did you pay me to say that you are? Yeah, it's very hard to find to find the adjective that describes uh, both myself and you. Special. Spe we'll just say special. Special, special. Okay, here's Charles. He's going to talk a little bit. Uh, hello, Charles Mayfield of Paleo Comfort Foods, also uh, owner-operator of Atlanta Strength and Conditioning. Uh, best place to find me is probably Paleo Foods, paleocomfortfoods.com or our Facebook page. But yeah, I've really enjoyed Paleo FX this year. It's really grown leaps and bounds. Uh, had the opportunity to run into Kate this year, and, and uh, every year here it's, it's somebody new I get to see and meet and interact with. Uh, in person, which is always a real treat because uh, I'm, I'm a recent subscriber uh, to Kate's Unbreakable Body and have really been enjoying working through some of my kinks and whatnot. But uh, as far as the event here, let's see. Uh, my wife, my lovely bride, Julie, was supposed to accompany me. We have two in diapers, so she could not make it. Uh, so I was on a pregnancy panel in her stead, which was... Uh, <laughs> Which was fantastic. I was Chris Cresser was at my at my side. He is so smart, so smart. Uh, and then sustainability panel yesterday just wrapped up a cooking demo this morning, and uh, yeah, just looking forward to finishing off the event. I actually pop out of here late, a little later this afternoon after after Kate gets to uh, test her her will on my uh, creaky joints. But uh, anyway, yeah. So you said pop out of here. Was that a pregnancy pun? No. no, that was not. That was no, an that was as good at pun as, as you are. That was unintentional. Okay, pop out no, of here. And, and for the record, I don't have a beard yet. We're working on that. But I do have a low voice. You have a great voice, uh, radio voice here. You know, I've heard you on several podcasts, and I've been a big fan of y'all's for a long time. But y'all are like in that category that I'm like, yeah, I probably need like to either meet them or go through like the side door with someone saying, hey. You know, instead of just like emailing, you guys are like on this like way up there you know, level. The same way, I was. I told you, I was so stoked to finally meet Charles because I came here thinking I I need to meet this guy. And I don't. He was the first cookbook I well, him and his lovely wife were the first cookbook I bought and the one that I used the most. And I just have always had you guys as like you've been around a long time and have been doing this for a long time. So we're old. Y'all are super old, is what she's saying. 
So you look young. So anyways, enough of the butt kissing. Um, I want to talk and hear about you, what you guys think have been some of the insights you've gathered from both uh, workshops and uh, seminars you've attended and the expo floor. And, I, and then I'll give mine too. Whoa, you just like flipped this around. Now you just made me the guest on this. This is my plot to take over Simply Human Radio. Oh my gosh, and you could. Like your followers would just like smash my followers like bees stuck on a napkin with honey on it. <laughs> that's really weird. Um, yeah, I just, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, sometimes it's not great. It's bushly, kind of like the production here. Um, I, I really liked, uh, you know, Rob Wolf from uh, you know, the famous Rob Wolf talked about the optimal foraging strategy and the concept that if you're like obese and sick, that you haven't done anything wrong. In fact, you've done everything that your genes were wired to do, which is get as much food as possible with as little movement as possible. Uh, and so just now that we, we've sort of, and the eat less, move more, or uh, yeah, eat less, move more is the complete opposite of what our genes are wired to do did, were you did you were you in there for that what do you think about all that uh, no i agree and and uh i'd never looked at it from that standpoint in terms of you know if you're if you're fat and sick you're probably your genes are probably expressing themselves exactly as they should and i i rob you know every year he's going to bring something to the table and just a new twist or a new turn on things and i just really love you know him and everyone else here there's really no orthodoxy you know i've i've that's the thing i probably most enjoy about paleo fx is you can come here you know at the end of the day i think everybody's arguing over the five percent fringe on stuff you know there's keto adapted there's not keto adapted but everybody's kind of motivated to get folks healthier um mark i just want to point out too um the bush leagueness of this uh -huh. is it bothering you? No, um, content, man. These see, <laughs> you've got go muscles. I don't. I'm not interested in show muscles. I'm interested in go muscles. So this is a very go muscly, you know. Well, I appreciate you saying that. You say go muscle, and we're looking at a man dressed in a. We think. What do you? What? What? What are you? What is that? What is in a? Can I just? Can we just not even comment on that? Because that is, I'm not even... I don't want to say the website because I just... I don't yeah. I don't anyway, there's a guy with his nipple showing. That's all I'm going to say. So. Can I ask a question? Has anyone met the paleo porn people? What is that? The orgasm people? I don't know what it is. Uh, I, know, I know what it is. What is that? Um, it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not porn. Uh, I know. I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. Next topic. kind of porny. Not corny, porny. Um, that was good. They're about uh, increasing like the intimacy, like like um, not just focusing on the orgasm. They're about connecting humans on a more holistic level. Um, I listened. I, I listened. I want one of their shirts. It says "Orgasm Expert" on the front, which I think is amazing. When I saw that shirt, I was thinking it was like a like a play on words like orgasm in the sense of like uh, food orgasm or something but no they mean uh, they're literally meaning orgasm experts they're, they're like little kumbaya moment apparently is everybody sits around and there's massaging for 15 minutes without any attached orgasmic like sexual thought so and, the, and they are tiered <laughs> but Julie's not here so I'm gonna so this is Man, I wish Rick was here. That's an interesting... Oh, man. No, he doesn't wish he was here. That's an interesting uh, take, uh, an interesting thing. Ooh, let's see if we can grab him. Um, the uh, theme I'm seeing in a lot of talks, and I was just at Chris Ryan's talk, which Sex at Dawn, awesome book. He's got a new one he's working on. It's awesome. Um, 
human touch is something we're losing and we're being told in society we don't need it as much anymore and uh, human connection and I actually was lucky enough to get to talk to him and Cassie, his lovely other half, um, at the dinner the other night and we were talking about how difficult it is to make friends as adult because people are not really great at connecting and socializing because we move to devices and we're taught that like we can just, we're in our own little unit, in our own little house and we don't know our own neighbors and we don't move outside of like our little world we live in and some of the other panel uh, panels and workshops I attended were harping on the same thing with paleo lifestyle you get yourself well so that you can be well for others and impact others and connect with others and it's it's about getting yourself right so that you can then connect to everybody else and whether that's through massage or something else but connecting and and connecting um, and getting those social bonds that hunter-gatherer tribes had forever ago that we kind of have lost and I think that's awesome to hear that because um, I mean I'm huge on social connections and I think it's cool that we're getting more people into that well I just read a book called Chasing the Scream and I've talked about it on the show before but the, there's a someone that's referenced in that book that's, that says that we should change the word stop saying the word addiction and start using the word bonding because you're you're gonna like we're yeah not bondage that's over at the other that paleo porn tent right that's a whole nother tent next to that tent and uh, <laughs> so it's like we're, we're all wired to bond to people or something and they've done all the you know the studies we've all seen them with like little baby chimpanzees and they give them like the 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 fake mom that has like fur and then the fake mom that doesn't have fur and the ones that don't have fur are like all messed up later and and like so we're all going to bond to something and it's whether it's we're probably furry and it's going to be furry is what we're saying <laughs> so it's like it's either going to be something healthy like you know your wife or your parents or your social you know surroundings or it's going to be alcohol or drugs or you know i don't want i don't want to keep using the term massage but I, you know, because I, I don't know. Do I need to? I don't need to bleep that. That's no. just, it's like saying an elbow massage is part of the body. Anatomics are legit. Yeah. Yeah. We could say vagina if we wanted to, or yeah, that's penis. Crazy. Okay. Um, no, you know, interesting observation. Kate brought up a great point. Um, this is my fourth year at Paleo FX, and again, I come every year. I look forward to meeting people like her face to face. The Paleo community's grown leaps and bounds. And a lot of this happens in this social media kind of online construct. And I found it really hard uh, to, to, to connect to someone really and truly, even socially, until I connect with them viscerally and in person. And the people that I've here this, this year, the people that I've had the easiest time walking up to and saying, hey, good to see you again, are like people that have been coming to Paleo FX. And I saw them last year. I, they don't blog. They don't. That they're just a, a visitor here, but you know that that personal connection, shaking hands and and meeting at the eyes has been, it's been kind of eye opening for me, which is why I'm so excited that I got to meet Kate this year. I feel so I'm so thankful for that. You have no idea. I'm so thankful. I personally, now I take the opposite standpoint. I love meeting people in person, but I also. The vast majority of my friends now are people who are like, how do you know that guy? 
uh, on Twitter, we've like tweeted at each other. Yeah, us. Like we, we uh, for those since this is a radio show, Mark and I were just gesturing at each other, as in you and I. That's how. We that's got. how we are. Yes, but since people can't see that, um, but my excitement and joy at meeting these people in person for the first time that I've interacted with online. I appreciate the online stuff. A lot of people still write off paleo as like, oh, you're just trying to live like a caveman. Um, but no, that's not it. We're trying to find the best things that create a really great social network, that create a great human, that maybe can make an impact on the world and influence economies or markets or overall happiness, whatever. Like, get us to the next level of consciousness, which we need to talk about the shamanism paddle briefly. Um, but my point being... I'm thankful for things like Twitter and Instagram and, and having a product I can sell online so that somebody like Charles across the country can buy it. Um, but I love even more when I get to get to get to them in person and move from that online-only relationship to real-life relationship. Before we get to shamanism, um, you know, like, I've never seen you in person. I've seen you on Facebook and other areas. So, like, I didn't have any reference. I, I didn't know, are you seven feet tall? Are you, like, three and a half feet tall? So it was good to kind of, now that I see I got this reference here, you're a lot taller than I had imagined. Oh, wow. You're How tall are you? Six, three. Oh, I don't know. I'm six, two. He's tall. He's a, more than an inch taller than me, isn't he? I'm really... Hold on, hold on. I'm really good at measuring the inches. Show, we'll go back to back. You can, here, here we go. We're going to go back. Gonna They're gonna, okay, the gentlemen are standing back to back. Oh, there's at least uh, and two inches, an inch and a half at least. I'm ter FYI, I'm terrible at measuring and um, distance judgment on things. So, but, well, yes, Mark does have some lovely hair that is standing a little taller in this Austin humidity today. But uh, Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I'm going to bash Rick real quick since he's not here. Uh, if we were here, Rick is a very good uh, sort of like a, oh, what's it called when... Like this is an inch, like a reference point over two inches. Rick has something that's very good. It's just like that's two inches, so everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, yes. Um, okay. So shamanism. Uh, yeah. So I uh, sat in on the shamanism panel yesterday and uh, had a great time and enjoyed that that Keith and Michelle made that a part of this conversation at Paleo FX because um, the reality is shamanism and medicine men and medicine women have been a part of tribal cultures since forever and it's not something that's been really talked about and with the shifting culture whether whatever side you sit on it doesn't matter it's okay it's your choice and your opinion um, culture is shifting with uh, marijuana legalization becoming more common um, and more people discussing uh, using psychedelic for PTSD treatment, um, which I think is hugely beneficial, and it's showing that it's hugely beneficial. So it's great that Keith and Michelle uh, brought in a shamanism panel again this year and expanded it to be bigger than it was last year, and Keith moderated it and did a great job. Um, I Honestly, like, marijuana acceptance is here to stay. Like, it has shown up in every talk I've been at. Somebody has mentioned marijuana, and like, uh, Chris Ryan just was speaking and he's like, does marijuana make you lazy or does marijuana make you think about why you go to work? The conversation is there. You just tweeted that. I did just tweet that I too. Know. I know. I'm kind I, of just, I, think I, liked it. I loved it. I thought it was really great. Um, it's awesome that we can have this discussion and it doesn't have to be for everybody. In fact, it's not for everybody. In fact, Nora Gedjigas, Gedg 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 I am terrible at saying her last name. Nora's I am awesome. so sorry, Nora. Gedgaudis. She's the only Nora here. She's the only Nora here. She's amazing. She's a just feisty woman. I love her. Um, she was even talking about how it's not for everybody. There are certain uh, aspects of your um, personality or your mindset or what medications you're on that something like um, a psychedelic might not be the right thing for you. A plant medicine might not be the right thing for you. But the fact that we're discussing it is brilliant because it is a, a 
in my opinion, a valuable treatment option. We've shown that with the PTSD research that is done with psychedelics. Um, and I think it's really cool that we're having the discussion here at PaleoFX because if we're going to do something with this movement, let's move a lot of stuff. And acceptance of something that might be harmless, like a plant medicine, let's have the discussion. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of... Uh you know, anything that's like marijuana that's made in a lab and it's like all this, oh wait, oh wait, no, that's just a, it's just a plant. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So I think within our lifetimes, hopefully within the next 10 years, maybe it's going to just, it's going to be like you talk about a liquor store or a, or a beer and wine kind of deal. It's just like, it's regulated. You got to be a certain age, but this is just something that's out there and it's not, you know, we're going to look back kind of like on prohibition, like, man, it was crazy. Like they used to, and then we're going to look back, you know, like how moonshine was created, like in the illegal, you know, under the moonshine, so to speak. That's why it's called moonshine. And how like the street drugs are like laced with cement and all this other stuff that's killing people. It's, it's anyway, that's a whole other. cement or semen? Um, say that, ask me that again. Did you say cement or semen? I, uh, I said cement, but you bring up an interesting point, which leads me into my next point. Uh, oh, wait, no, I don't have a point about drugs laced with um, semen. Uh, so, okay, what else? Well, I, th- I think uh, along the lines of what you're talking about, Kate, in terms of like freedom, just like personal freedom to choose, you know, the path that's best for you, the food that's best for you, the medicine that's best for you. I think that, you know, that's what this is all about. And, and again, there's a peripheral, you know, maybe it's 10 percent of disagreement in various schools of thought here, even at the training level, you know, we've got all these different practitioners from Dutch to Jim Laird, Lucy, Kate, uh, all these different folks that kind of have their own methodology for getting someone, you know, from A to B. And, um, and not every program works for every person. Uh, and not every nutritional protocol or lifestyle choice is going to work in line with every person. But I think you can come here and get a small taste of a lot of delicious samples of paleo-friendly foods and also a lot of different, um, you know, exposure to a lot of different philosophies and mindsets and practices uh, and then and then pick one and go, right? So. Yeah, I want to kind of to piggyback on that. Um, uh, one thing that I'm a huge fan of is personal responsibility. Um, and Dallas Hartwig talked about that a couple of days ago at the State of the Union panel, like, not worrying about what anybody else is doing um, and just doing your thing and doing you as best as you possibly can. Um, And to not, to be able to make your choice and run with it and to not have the stress that I think a couple of years ago, I felt it and maybe some other people in the community did. It was like, if you weren't carb backloading, you were doing it wrong. If you weren't doing keto, you were doing it wrong. If you weren't doing high carb CrossFit games, you were doing it wrong. And I don't feel that at all anymore. I don't feel any pressure to like align to one thing. And my hope is that as we're all sharing our knowledge and sharing what we know and have experienced, that more of the consumers are going to understand that there's a, there's a whole plate of appetizers we can choose from and you get to pick which one you like. And a if, sampler, if you will. Like a sampler, like a barbecue sampler. Mm. I'm hungry, by the way. Um, uh, which plate, great. If you're coming to Austin, eat food. Just do it. Just eat food. Um, Taking the uh, the onus on yourself to try things out and see what they work, and then to not get in anybody else's business if it's not for you. Like, uh, if we're pro marijuana legalization and you're not, okay, great. And if you're all for, there was a lady at the shamanism panel. She's all for silent retreats. I'm not. I talk a lot, but I think she's probably still a cool lady and has her that thing. Would stress you out so much. That and the whole so. 
to come full circle, that was perfect to just not stress out so much. Seriously, to not like not. And if you're a writer and a creator, like to not stress out about the book you're writing and the blog post you got to get out and the emails you got to respond to and the pressure to be a success to just kind of let that go, which is hard, but to do it. Um, and as a consumer, to not stress out so much about not enough sleep, blue blocker glasses. Am I doing keto? Am I not? Um, to just everybody chill the hell out. Yeah, so that's kind of the whole idea behind Simply Human. It's like we come to stuff like this and you can get you know, new concepts, new ideas, new research, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's it's the basics, right? It's like you've just, uh, there's no there's no new, you know, novel idea that's going to come out. Like with shoes, it's like, okay, these shoes are going to fix everything. It's like the the removal of, of the shoes, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, and just uh, being able to... to Find what works for you, and and uh, and not yeah, like you said, not stress out about it. Um, couple couple things I want. Oh yeah, hey, let's let's take a picture while we're. Yeah, that's good. You send me that. Um, couple couple more things. So, where do you see this going? I mean, I, th- there's a risk here, and I, I don't want to say this too loud in this uh, expo center, but like I think there's a risk for the paleo word as a label to be so commercialized and so, you know, okay, I'm just going to eat paleo bars all day. Like what's the, how can paleo effects like, like not go down that road? Like where do you see the future of this, of this specific movement going? It's kind of back to the, the other part of it is like the basics won't ever go away. But as far as like marketing it this way, like where do you see the, the future of this going? Uh, Great question, Mark. Um, Somebody posed that to me yesterday, and, you know, I think if you're from a branding standpoint, and I'll I'll use that term, but from a branding standpoint, I think we have a very, very strong message here. Can that brand be hijacked by anybody? Of of course, just like anything else. So, you know, to a degree, I think you stick to your guns, and you stick to your philosophical approach. Like, there aren't any wrong answers. There aren't any bad answers. There's just options and answers. Um, but yeah, I, where I see it growing, I, I'm really impressed this year with, with I was, I, this is every year for me. And I, we were reminiscing with a couple of folks that have been here every year yesterday. And the first year we were over at UT and it was great. And it was the paleo movement was really, really new then. And to see the growth this year, you know, I think you stick to your guns. I think you, uh, I think you bring in great practitioners at every level um i think you do a really good job you know continue to do a good job of bringing in multifaceted uh people at the top of their game and experts in their field from all over and let the crowd show up and decide who they want to go listen to and talk to and but yeah the paleo's right wrong or in the middle it's here to stay so and and we're this community is as responsible for its popularity as anything, so I don't know that we abandon that and stick to our guns for now. Um, so, I two things. I think um, the, the the name Paleo, whatever, that's what we got. So we're gonna roll with it and it let it let every anyone who wants to call themselves Paleo, let it roll. Like the cream will rise to the crop, and humans are smart, and humans are inherently like on point with what they're looking for. And if you want to buy something that is Paleo, that may or may not actually be Paleo by your judgment standards, go for it. The second part, though, and I think the more important part is um, Rob has been on this thing like a harpy. Duck on a June bug. Son yeah. Of, say it. Say it. Duck like a, on a June bug. Rob has been on this like a duck on a June bug. Boom. Boom. Um, the sustainability piece. So yeah. 
The reality is this platform, let's call it paleo because that's what it is. This platform is perfect for bringing farming back really strong and it's making a push to do that. Connecting farmers to a livable wage and, and a sustainable future. Um, we're seeing the rise and start to return of uh, actual pastured meats that you can get across the country. And it's, you don't just have to be in California to get those. Um, and they're shipping these across the country now. And I think we're going to be able to improve supply chains for that, which means more food gets to more people, which means if more people can get more good food, they can feel better and start to do more things in their communities. And the, f- the, the fabric of this community touches Everything and so there. If you believe in in the, in the best of the possible situation, as I do, um, this has the potential to actually revolutionize how we do everything and what our economy looks like and who is actually making money and what specialists who do something like movement or bake bread. Uh, maybe not bread would be the best example here, but you know, back in the old days, we had a baker and we had a, a butcher and we had a person who sewed things. And I think that economy can come back where we can have people who do things they're good at and actually make a livable wage doing it because it helps sustain a healthy human. Or this whole thing is going to crash and burn, like the whole earth will crash and burn in the next hundred years. My bet's on the first one, though. Well, you really just kind of you sort of took us down a kind of a dark path right there at the, at the very end. Now I'm kind of like, geez, uh, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, okay. Apparently. Yes. According to that that booth over there. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up because we're hungry and you guys, uh, you didn't really even sign up for this, Charles. You just kind of were like roped into this. Really appreciate you doing this, by the way. I, I, I sign up to do whatever. He's just walking around, looking around. Yeah, I'll go do that. I don't care. Um, so last thing, and I, something I mentioned before, uh, I rolled my ankle last night. Dancing to Uptown Funk. Just if you're going to roll your ankle, that's the way to do it. I was doing the actual Bruno Mars move. I was dancing, if anyone could see me. And I rolled my ankle. So no more dancing for me. I've learned. I can't even dance anymore. Okay. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. We'll link to, yeah, we'll link to all your stuff in the show notes. Um, and I'm, not sure, I'm not even sure when this is going to be on. But uh, if you're listening to this... It's on. It's up because oh, yeah. you're listening to it. So we'd love to have you and Julie on sometime, maybe in the future. Sure. And we won't have like the microphone passing around thing. Uh, and it's so fun. We get to stand right next to each other in community and come on, closeness. Let's all bring it in. Come on, bring it, bring it on in. Okay, and we're now all, we're almost we're all, all around we're the mic. We're all talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, all right. Signing off from the Paleo FX Expo. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right, so that was fun. Uh, just sort of doing like a little impromptu live thing. And sorry if the audio obviously isn't great because we were sort of passing the mic around. Um, I don't have <laughs> I don't have a two mic mixer, which I'm looking into. I just never have needed it. I am actually. Oh, you should tell more, talk more about that because it's really interesting yeah. and engaging to the listener. Well, okay, then I'll say this. I'm looking into like a, a voice screen thing for the microphone. Oh, well. Super interesting. I mean, while I'm recording on my Apple the headset <laughs> yeah. that comes with the iPhone, the little white earbuds, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, testing one, two, Mark Rogers with his professional microphone. Shut up. Okay, so um, you, I'll have all this, the links to Charles Mayfield's stuff and Kate's stuff. You all know Kate. And she's going to be on in... Hey, she's blowing June. up, by the way. Yeah. Well, she's going to be on in Not June. Not blowing up like in a... 
like and, like getting super popular. I see her stuff everywhere. Yeah, and I think uh, we're doing the glutes. I believe in June at some point. That's uh, what she said. Uh, it is what she said, and she doesn't. She doesn't like those kind of jokes. Um, she we, does not. But that's I mean, the best part of when we interview Kate is she will absolutely not be derailed by your ridiculousness. <laughs> well, you'll do a dumb joke, and she just bypasses right on past i laugh at that every single time well and it's so funny that 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 happens but then like when we were in person i mean how many times did we say massage in that interview it was like eight times so uh so you know i feel like i time machine talk i haven't listened to this yet yeah anyway you'll you'll know it it makes sense can't wait it makes sense within the context of the conversation (laughs) yeah um yeah i just said like massage (laughs) <laughs> I can actually see you doing that. Yeah. So the shoulders are important. What? <laughs> uh, nothing. Um, like, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. Keep going. You have okay. <laughs> so humans being human. I know it's May 14th. On the 10th. No. 10th. Yes. On May 10th was Mother's Day. That's a Sunday, May 10th. Yes. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, May 11th. Yes. And so this is like a Mother's Day yeah. edition of the humans being human. We call my mother, Melissa... Um, Melissa Claire Hunter Rogers. Oh yeah, and, why don't you give her social security number too while yeah, you're at it? Uh, it's four eight seven two two six nine six nine. Okay, so uh, I want yes. to. I do so your hey, mom's last four s- of her social security number are six <laughs> hey, nine six nine. Without giving anything away, the two middle numbers of my social security number is Stop. six nine. I swear. No, they're not. I swear. I'll, sure, they're not fifty two. Hey, like your football number. Throw uh, football 50, over the mountains. Fifty three is in my is in my. Uh, Oh well, thank God. For, uh, former Utah will, uh, University of Utah basketball player Michael Doliak is like, "Hey, my number, all right." I will post a picture of my Social Security card on Facebook, showing proving that it is the number sixty nine is in the middle. So, without further ado, here is my mom. Hello. Is this Ma- Melissa? It's not. You have the wrong number. No. Oh! <laughs> Perfect. I don't know my own mom's phone number. Okay, thank you. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I just wait until, wait until I, you're recording. I just called like I th- what I thought was your landline, and and uh, this girl answered, and I was it kind of sort of might have been been you, and I was like Melissa, and she was like no, and I was like oh great, I don't know my own mom's phone number, and Rick died laughing, and we were recording, so. How are you, by the way? I haven't talked to you in a million years. I'm fine. I feel like I talk to you a lot because I'm stalking you on Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook has made world the world a very much smaller place. I can't imagine like I can keep up with all these people that I don't uh, that don't see that I don't see very often, but I can see them on Facebook. So I feel like I'm you know my, more connected, I guess. Yeah. Um, Rick, I wanted to tell you, I did not call my mom yesterday on Mother's Day because we were calling her today. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. Well, thank you. <laughs> Wait, you didn't call your own mother on Mother's Day? I didn't. We tried, We sent a card and the United States Postal Service failed us. Because it didn't de- deliver mail on Sunday. No. Oh, when did they start that? <laughs> we mailed it on Friday and we, I figured it would make it in a day. Come on, USPS. Okay, so Melissa is joining us. This is my mother. Uh, she has three boys, of which I am the youngest, and we are all ingrate morons. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> so, Mom, had I you... I didn't get a call from any of my children yesterday. Whoa. 
That is next level, Mark. I even <laughs> called my mom, and that's, I sleep during the daytime. I was I waiting to call my mom. I was waiting uh, for Rick to to comment on that statement. Um, okay, so had you thought there's a there's a story that I I'm going we're going to tell, but not before I. I give you the floor, Mom, to see. Were there any in particular stories that came to mind of my childhood or possibly uh, the story that I'm going to tell involves Rick and me? What? Um, but uh, do you have any others uh, that you thought of? Well, we have the famous Kersage story. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's um, good. That's a, that's a good one for Mother's Day, too. Yeah, because yeah. it was on Mother's Day. Yeah, so, so tell what happened on that one. Well, I was getting ready, Brad and Jeff. For church, for church on Sunday. Mother's Day is always on Sunday. Yeah, and um, Brad and Jeff had just gotten their driver's license. So, um, They're twins. I heard, I heard some whispering in the kitchen, and then I heard the car leave. So, you know, I didn't know <laughs> what was happening. But anyway, the S word. Later, the S I hear word more whispering in the kitchen, and <clears throat> I just, you know, didn't go in there because I figured I don't want to spoil whatever's happening. The grand Nasty. surprise. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking this is going to be exciting. So you're, uh, something, you're, so you're thinking something good's going to happen, not like a typical mom, like, I hear whispering, and then like, oh, no, something terrible. They're about to make some huge error. You right. think it's going to oh. be a good surprise. Okay. No, I was excited. Okay. So I go in there, and all four of them, three boys in Urban, are gathered around our little bar area thing in the kitchen, and they had this corsage, and they gave it to me all happy, you know. And so <laughs> I <laughs> said, well, what, what happened to this part? And they were like, well, Brad picked it out, and it said in the middle of the pink silk flower carnation. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So the, the carnation is like sort of mutilated. Right, it's like well, it's, it's you can not. Tell that yeah, like something was missing. Like, been like chopped off, like right in the middle of this flower. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I see a, on the side a little, a little um, thing, a little label that was in the middle of the pink carnation that said, "It's a girl." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so here's how it went down. So like we all are like eating breakfast, and like Jeff or someone is like. What, what are we doing for Mother's Day? And, I don't know. Brad, get the car quick. Go, go. And I'm sure like Brad and Jeff had an argument about who was going to drive. Brad won that argument, of course. So he goes to like the Albertsons by our house. The only flower he can find is one that says, it's a girl. <laughs> and that's the one that he buys and brings There's back. There's three of you and you can't figure out how to coordinate for Mother's Day like ahead of time? <laughs> oh, that was good. I that's would a like, good Melissa, one. I would like to apologize on behalf of Mark. Brad and Jeff for their failings yes, as, sons as sons continually over the course of your life. Yes. That's horrible. What, well, thank you. Well, hey, I, when I when I thought I was going to die when I was about seven, I did say, "Tell mom and dad I love them." So there's that. Oh <laughs> well. So well, but great. there's always there's always the story that kind of I think about when I'm feeling sort of sad that you like know, yesterday. Don't ever think about me or whatever. Yeah, I dread Mother's Day. But not just, <laughs> not just for that, but, you know, because my mom is gone and it makes me think of her. Wah, that, wah. that doesn't help any. But anyway, there's when Mark had his first knee surgery, as he was waking up from anesthesia and didn't really know what he was doing, he kept hollering out so that all of the people in the recovery room could hear, 
I want my mom. And I was I was in third grade. Keep in mind. No, you were not in third grade. Oh wait, (laughs) I was I was a senior in high school. (laughs) So you were not in third grade, you liar. So that comforts me at times when he didn't know what he was doing. He wanted his mom. There you go. And then you came in there like, I'm here, honey. And he said, go make me a sandwich, mom. <laughs> go make me a sandwich. Meatloaf, mom, where is she? What would she be doing back there? Uh, let's see. What Are there any others that you thought of before I tell mine? Well, I like I like to think about this one particular Sunday of embarrassment. Oh, no. When we're sitting in church. I know you're going with this one already. <laughs> Mark was about two or three or something, and this the floor of the church was real slanted forward and he dropped one of his little cars. And so he said, can I get it? Well, I'm thinking it's like just the pew in front of us and he's just going to reach and get the car and come right back. So he gets on his tummy. He's crawling. I see his feet disappear I see the people in front of us look down and smile at each other. I see the people in front of them (laughs) and smile at each other. About four pews down, finally he pops up, stands up, holds his car (laughs) over his head like, yes, I've got it. And we were like uh, down on the floor, embarrassed. It really wasn't that big of a deal, but it was kind of, it was not exactly what I thought was going to (laughs) happen. Oh man, I just thought of one. Um, see, I thought of the Lee press on nails, and then see, you were talking about church. Oh yeah, there was the time when I was in high school. I was in the shower, listening to the Mavericks mm, game. Talks <laughs> it was an evening, and I was listening to the Mavericks game. This is back in the height of Mavericks passion, and the the radio kept cutting out, and I couldn't hear. It was a very pivotal point of the game, and I I went crazy, and I sl- I slammed you. I, you went crazy? I, I slammed the radio into like this four by six mirror in our bathroom and it shattered everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like in there cursing and yelling and screaming and all this stuff. And and mom didn't tell my dad about it. She covered for me because he was gone or something. And he would have like, killed me if he had been there at the time. So there was that. So that's um, another reason you should be grateful enough to call your own <laughs> mother on Mother's Day. Okay, okay. I'm I under, I'm getting it. I understand. I'm I'm horribly sorry. That was a big mistake. I'm, I'm on the air admitting that was idiotic. And I on behalf of my brothers, we all apologize. And that will never I'm happen again. I'm to hear the story that you have about me and you. I can't believe you don't know what I'm, I'm going to say. Okay, so Rick's spending the night at our house one night. Which is like in every weekend. Yeah, it happened all the time. The like in the part. summer, it was like, yeah, it was like every yeah. night. So there was, <laughs> Rick was wearing. Stop it. Yes, I know what no, you're going to tell, I'm, and I'm <laughs> halting you from telling this story. I have to tell the story. God, so I hate you. Rick is, we- Rick is wearing like these like swim trunks. They're like soccer shorts. They had like the thin like underlayer, like underwear underneath the shorts. Remember that? Like the lining. Remember that? Yes. So. So Rick was had his man parts stop it in like wrapped up in that lining and was like was like showing it to me and my brothers and we were okay like, no I feel like you know you're painting me in the wrong light I'm not like I don't a think psychopath so. here right. this is just this was a this is high school boy humor you know hey look at look at my you know, mon- the monkey brains kind of thing but. <laughs> 
but this was taking it to the next level because he had it wrapped up in this sort of lining. Well, right about the time that Rick is showing us his creation, Mom walks in to like, uh, oh you know, tell us, you know, your sandwiches are ready that you demanded, and and she she sees and immediately like turns and runs right her. It, so, I don't know, it must have been a week later, or maybe a day later or something, we finally, like, have the nerve to ask her about it. And the famous <laughs> the famous line that we still say to We this do day still use this line at least once a week. Is what you said, and you said, I thought it was a baked potato. <laughs> like, I've got a baked potato on a plate between my legs, and they're like, hey guys, check out this potato. <laughs> I thought it was a baked potato. I just pulled it out of the oven. I oh, took it out of the foil. Man. Oh, that was so good. Okay. Well, Thank you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, so now you've ruined Mother's Day for your own mother yeah. and for me because you've mortified me on Skype with your own mother. Thank you. Well, uh, Mom, I think that's that's it. That's about 10 minutes. So that's all we said we were going to harass you for. Uh, in, in uh, you know, we were talking about having our moms on and Rick, you know, we decided that you were funnier, basically, is what happened. <laughs> So, oh, poor Deborah. Congratulations. <laughs> My mom is really more disappointed than she is humored by all the antics growing up. <laughs> we could do uh we could have a segment with my mom called uh shaking her head like yeah. shaking it side to side in disappointment. <laughs> if we awesome. ever do one of those, my mom's perfect for that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, your mom is funny. Yes, she is, right. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, mom, uh happy Mother's Day and hope you get the card today and it's very cute. And thank you for doing this. And I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Well, I love you too. And Rick, I'm sorry you have to put up with Mark and that he embarrasses you on the radio. I am sorry for that too. Thank you for your for your sympathy, Melissa. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. You too. Thank. Well, I was going to say you too, but you're not a mother, so. Well, he did tear his labia. All right. And, and that's, stop okay, it. Okay. So, all right, mom. I'll I'll, I'll call you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. I just I said three two just then like I was like in my broadcaster voice it was kind of funny okay three two and one and three okay so thank you mom for that she is very funny that's what she said and <laughs> and I'm very sorry again publicly apologizing horrible son I am you really are um, pretty terrible well we texted all the the, the three no, no, brothers no, 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 no. we talked about this uh, I know I know, I know I we know. said we're gonna keep the segment short it doesn't that's count. the equivalent to the uh, Facebook drive happy birthday yeah. on your birthday is the yeah. text message you have to actually physically call yeah, I know. your mother and on I, mother's but, day. and I'm the, you know and I'm the guy I should know that because I actually I send people handwritten birthday cards so I know I sh- and I know better okay but it never happened again. Okay. It is not time for these simply of the week. And you can find my mom online at mom. <laughs> da- mom. <laughs> Let me fill that the rest of <laughs> Oh, that was such a perfect setup that I couldn't even get the joke out. All I could do is just <laughs> shout loudly. Ah! Hey! Your, your head just exploded. It's like it's like when I was with my brother-in-law. We were in downtown Houston, and he was like about to. He just ran a red light, and he didn't know he did. And all I could say was. Ah! 
It's like I couldn't even. He was like, "What?" He's like running oh, the red light. Man, that was so yeah. perfect, and uh, I so screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I feel like Jackie Smith dropping the ball <laughs> in the middle of the end zone. <laughs> Which was Tom Landry's fault, by the way. He called the wrong play. Okay. Shut up. Um. Okay. So it's that time for the tip of the week. You cannot find my mom online. It is that time for the tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this one is pretty cool. And it's I'm gonna say this, and then we'll we'll you know explain it. So it's it's basically do things that register in your unconscious to your credit rather than your discredit, okay? So here's here's what I mean mm. by that. So things that when you do things that you're ashamed of like not call your mother on on Mother's Day, that registers in your to your unconscious as a as a discredit, right? It's something you remember. Um, right. and if you do something honest or good or you know, you give the bum some money when, or buy him a hamburger. Do something good that registers to your credit. Okay, so the net results ultimately. So are, good things are credit. Yeah. Doing dumb things that you're ashamed uh, right. of are discredit. And at the end of the day, those the net results. It's either the discredit or the credit. And so either either we respect and accept ourselves, or we despise ourselves and feel contemptible, worthless, and unlovable. That's from uh, Abraham Maslow uh, from Toward a Psychology of Being. Is it from Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs fame? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, so that, I think that's pretty good. So do things that register to your credit. Do things that you're proud of and that, that are good and kind. And when the person cuts huh. you off, you know, I know you always use like the traffic stuff, but I think, you know, everyone's always driving around in traffic. Um, you know, like we talked, well, we talk about with Susan McCauley in a, in a next show or the show after about there's power in in sort of letting that kind of stuff go and just being kind and good and doing things that, you know, somebody, you know, ask you to do something that you normally say, yeah, no, I don't think so. You know, kind of going out of your way and just sort of thinking outside the box and doing things that are good and kind. Well, that's a really good analogy. And I tried, like me personally, I tried to live, this is so generic sounding, but I try to live every day as a different day. Like basically the day starts over, I start over. So if I did a bunch of dumb crap yesterday or I like ate some pizza out of a trash can, which by the way I did like two months ago. I've done that before. Uh, I've done that before too at a La Quinta in Midland, Texas. But oh, well, your story's better than mine. I just ate it out of the trash can at my own house because it looked really good. <laughs> oh, no. So I got home from work no. at 6 o'clock in the morning and I was like, pizza in the trash can? Oh, it can't be that dirty, right? And I ate some pizza. It was disgusting. Mine but, was a, like, mine next, was a public trash can. The point of that is can. like the next day I was like, all right, today – I am starting over. I'm not going to eat any pizza out of the trash can. So I try, you know, really though, I try to live every day as a different day, a different opportunity to do better things than I did yesterday. And so that's a really good, like kind of mental image is you starting the day, almost like think of like a bank account, like it's zero and you're trying to make it at the end of the day, a positive balance and not a negative balance. So consciously doing things that you're like, got to up that balance, got to get some positive credits in there. Uh, You know, that's kind of, I guess that's really like a good visualization for trying to be a good person you know yeah and also the the analogy that comes to mind is sort of like you have two dogs within you and there's like the good dog and the bad dog and the dog that that wins is the dog that you feed so if you feed the good dog like that dog's going to be strong and and you know healthy and muscly and mm, mm. loves peanut mm. butter and uh <laughs> stop it and if you feed the bad dog you know whatever dog you feed is going to win so and you and sort of this good and evil thing so it's mm. the same kind of thing credit discredit consciously discredit. try to make decisions that are good and not bad don't just float around we talk sometimes about like you know being intentional with your actions with whether that's you know at work or in your home life or what have you that that's you know goes all along the same line don't just float around like oh well whatever happens i guess is what happens go out of your way to do things intentionally that are good that are positive for you and positive for the people in your life i think that's a great uh, great phraseology boom yeah we've been very uh 
non like don't drink diet coke is the tip of the week it's very it's been very deep stuff the last uh few weeks but uh that's good all right so let's wrap this up uh simplyhumanlifestyle.com like us on facebook and the youtube channel i believe episode 79 is yeah is dr claire sexton uh where we talk about sleep episode 80 is susan mccauley we're actually booked out like almost through june and into july um, a lot of, Rafe Kelly's coming up. We've got a lot of cool people coming up on the show. Awesome. Uh, Kate Galliette is going to come on again, all that. So a lot of cool stuff to look, uh, look forward to. Uh, email us, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. If you have a, a humans being human story you'd like to share, I know John Smith, who's been on the show a couple of times. Oh, yeah. He's got one. I, think, I believe he said it involved a priest. So uh, I, when he said that, I was like, "Is he hmm, joking, or is this like yeah. set up to like a you know rabbi a priest and a horse walk into a bar?" Like right. I was, I didn't know if that was real, but I guess it is. Yeah. So coming up, uh, humans being human, sometime in the next couple of shows is, the time, is Rick uh, killing animals with his vehicle. Uh, yeah, that's coming real for yeah. <laughs> uh, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Leave us a review on Facebook or share. Why not? You can't leave us a review on Facebook. Don't leave us a review on Facebook. It's impossible. Leave us a review on iTunes. Good or bad. Yes. Any publicity is good publicity. And right now, the giveaway deal we're doing is for the Becoming a Supple Leopard before May 19th. Share. The, the new edition of Becoming a Supple Leopard. If you didn't hear this before, it's new. You have not read this before. We promise you. It's new stuff. Yes. So um, share the post on our Facebook page, onto your Facebook page, or retweet on Twitter anything that talks about, you know, hashtag BASL becoming a supple leopard anything talking about the giveaway i wrote a review for the book uh pretty extensive review uh, and there's details and um, also how to, how to enter into the giveaway at the end of that post so uh, i read it all already it was just it's awesome well if you don't want to take your chances in the contest you can just get a free copy by buying the simple human reset there you go and this that's is an like automatic a, yeah you get the book with that and this is a, the first book and this is a 60 dollar value this book oh, has a 60 dollar Okay. Um, all right. So I think that is going to do it. Um, yeah. So let's just wrap this yeah. up. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember. Check, check. I do that and then wait for you to make a farting noise. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. <laughs> no antics today. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Three, two. It's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've been setting you up for like five minutes. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Bye.